Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to me. Yes, this week, Victoria will be interviewing her co-host, Mark Harari, Vice President of Remodelers Advantage and President of its sister company, RA Marketing. We just returned from CoCon 18 in San Diego, where I held my famous session titled Website Punch List, Blue Tape Walkthroughs of Builder Websites. And Victoria thought it would be great to discuss some of what I shared at the event. So here we are. And we'll do that in just a minute. 60% of the time, it works every time. What are you people? On dope? Hi, this is Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm super excited today because I get to interview my co-host, Mark Carrari. Hi, how are you? I'm awesome, as usual. This is very weird, actually, because I feel... I feel like I'm on the hot seat. Yeah, well, you know, but we have these conversations all the time. So this is just going to be another one of our lively conversations about what works in marketing and all the things that all the cool things that we that you discussed with a whole group of people down in San Diego. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. And I love talking about marketing. So we can do that. Yeah. All right. Great. So today you're going to talk about your website. We can talk about anything you want, really. We can talk about my (laughs) fantasy football team, which I'm not too happy about because I've just lost two players for the season. I heard you and Steve in here chatting about that. So I know that that's sort of a sore subject at the moment, eh? Yeah, but that's probably not a good topic for this show. That's right. I think we'll stick to marketing. And in this case, websites in particular. So let's dive in. See, have you share some of your wisdom with our listening audience? All right. So when you were in San Diego, you were auditing a variety of websites that had been submitted to you by the attendees of your session. So they were sitting in the audience and you were doing a live uncensored audit (laughs) of their website in front of the whole world. Yeah. And that's very key to it because, you know, you were there. It gets it's more of a website roast yes, than, yes. than an audit, yes. and, but I do try to keep it fun. But um, yeah, I want them to volunteer their site and there's always a disclaimer on the on the reg page that they understand that they're going to be roasted. roasted. <laughs> right. but, um, but it is fun and, you know, I get nothing but great comments afterwards, which mm-hmm. is nice, but I think you can learn a lot through laughter. So we have a good time. No doubt. And just as one more little plug for that. I, when I, as I've been in the world of speaking and presenting, the folks that make the audience laugh always get the best reviews. It just is so much more fun for the people. And that was a really? blast. Like, yeah. Everybody was roaring. So that was cool. That's interesting. So you're opening up these websites. You've never seen them before. What's, what are the first three things you look for when you're auditing a website? Well, you know, I don't really look for I, – I, I, honestly, I don't go into it looking for specific things. First thing, I mean, you know, I've, as I say in this session, there's there's three components to a website. There's the aesthetic, the technical, and the functional components. And all three of those components make up what's called the website architecture. Um, the aesthetic component is the one that obviously hits you first. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you pull up the site, those are the things that are going to jump out at me. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for many, <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's it hits me hard. <laughs> And not in a good way, I said. Not assume. in a good way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But even the ones where it is visually stunning, um, there's usually things where you can tweak because if it depends on what's the purpose of the site. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it does amaze me how many, if mark, uh, marketers, how many remodelers or business owners in general, I'll say, well, what's the purpose of your website? And they'll just kind of stare back at me blankly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, because you, you got to have one. Yeah. And well, yeah, technically you do, but you shouldn't do anything in your business without a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, like Yogi Berra says, if you don't know where you're going, you might end up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So um, if you don't know what its purpose is, how do you build it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you have to build it with that purpose in mind. So if you want it to just be a brochure of your business, then you build it in certain ways and that's the aesthetic and all that kind of stuff. But if you want it to be a lead generating machine, if you want it to be driving leads to your business and generating the leads you need, it needs different components and elements in it. And if you're not doing that, it's not going to successfully do what you want it to do. So what? Are so the- one of the first things I ask mm-hmm. when I pull up the site is, well, what's the purpose here? Because then I can determine whether they're on the right path or the wrong path. And then I can look for different things that might need to be adjusted to be able to achieve that goal. But doesn't everybody answer to generate leads? I mean, isn't that the the fallback answer from just about everybody? Do they even realize that there are different types and different purposes? Well, so when when I start the session, I do explain the different types of websites. But uh, honestly, no. Now, I don't agree with this, but that's a different discussion. Mm -hmm. But um, I have gotten people that say, you know, I'm 100% referrals. I don't need online leads. I don't want online leads because I can't handle them. And they're usually garbage anyway. And the list goes on and on. So for those people, I'm saying, okay, well, if that's your deliberate strategy, again, I don't agree with it because you're not future-proofing your business. But if that's your strategy, then you want a brochure site. And then it needs to be built differently than one that's built to generate leads. So how do people come to a brochure site and what are they looking for when they show up at a brochure site? Well, one of the components of a brochure site is because it's not optimized, it's not SEO'd, uh, search engine optimized. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, it doesn't have the content, it doesn't have the lead magnets it needs and all those components, odds are you, people aren't going to find it. So the only way they get to it is by the contractor, remodeler, home builder, handing the business card out or having already talked to them because they were a referral and saying, well, here's our website. Go check out our work. So it's actually flip-flop. If you've got a, a lead generating website, people are supposed to find you on the internet and then reach out to you. Mm-hmm. A brochure okay. site works the other way where people find you somewhere else and then you send them to it as kind of, oh, again, a brochure. So right, hey, right. go check out my work. Okay. Well, that's very clear, isn't it? And I think that most I hope people, so. yeah, you know, I think that people, when they realize that, they're going to, it'll be much easier for them to make a decision on what kind of site they want. And I think that many more of them would want to move toward a lead generating site. So, what are some of the key components in that type of a website? Well, so a lead generating site needs to to be optimized for search, which is SEO, and that way people go to Google, they look up remodelers in my area or whatever the search may be. And hopefully you're in the top three positions on the search. And for that, you're going to need all the components. You're going to need a blog that's active. You're going to need also some things on the website itself to capture the lead when they come through, like lead magnets and lead capture forms. And you need them on every page of the website, not just the home page, um, because unlike your local Walmart or Target, where you pull up in the parking lot and go through the front door, websites don't work that way. Everybody doesn't come in through your front door, i.e. your homepage. They can drop in anywhere. 
they search for something and end up on some internal page. So every page needs to be geared towards capturing leads because you don't know whose path is starting where. Tell us what is a lead magnet and what, what are examples of some good ones? Sure, that's a good question. So a lead magnet is essentially something you give to a website visitor in exchange for their information. And it's the transaction of the internet, really. It's the currency is information. So think top 10 checklist items to ask a potential remodeler or eight biggest mistakes you could do in a a kitchen remodel, those kinds of things. Um, Downloads, download a guide, download a checklist, worksheets, anything in exchange. It could be an idea guide, a brochure. And it doesn't have to necessarily be downloadable things. Those are the best kind because it's instant gratification. But um, some lead magnets are, you know, will we'll send you the eight pa- 18 page catalog or something like that in the mail. Um, so, or it could be discounts, coupons. Now, most people don't do that, but that is a lead magnet. Hey, sign up for our newsletter we'll give you 10% off your next order, right? That's more of an e-commerce thing, but that's a lead magnet. In exchange for your information, they're giving you something in return of value to you. And that's the key thing. It's got to be something that they're going to see as valuable. So, okay, you talked about gathering their information. First of all, what's the point? Why do we want their information? What information do we want? Yeah, so because basically the internet, people are short attention span, and they do not want to hang around very long. So most people are going to be in research mode. And do you really want to roll the dice that they're at the end of their research with you? Because that's when they're going to take action. I'm going to make a call. Okay, I'm on this modeler's website. Let's call this guy or let's submit his contact us form. Um, if you're one of the first ones and they leave you for any reason, what, you know, there's a, there's a chance they're never going to come back. So... You don't want to take that chance. So the second they get to your site, you want to offer them something that's going to help them on their journey. Give them something that will be useful to them. They're going to capture it, get their information. And now even if they disappear forever, you can now reach out to them via like drip campaigns and things like that, marketing automation. Or you could reach out personally. Uh, maybe a salesperson gets the lead and could reach out with an email or a phone call if they if they submitted their phone number. Hey, so you were interested in the guide. Is there any other information we can get you? When are you looking to build? Is it something in the near future? How can we help? That kind of thing. Okay, so again, what kind of information do we want from them in that instance, in that example? you got to get their phone number, right? Isn't that something that people feel a little squeamish about? Yeah, actually, so asking for a phone number decreases conversion rates by like 80% on a web form. Wow. But what you want to do is, again, it's a currency. Information is currency. So you've got to price the thing you're giving away right. If it's a one-page leaflet with like 10 checklist items, that's not the biggest, greatest, grandest thing in the world. So maybe you can just ask for an email address and possibly a first name. But if you're giving away like, say, a 60-page idea brochure guide, right, Mm -hmm. inspirational beautiful glossy thing well now you can ask for an address zip code you know date of birth (laughs) you know you can get more and more on what you ask in exchange because the price should go up and the price again is information so you need to balance that but you can ask for a phone number if what you're giving away is something they're worth splitting up with that information for now to be clear we are talking about lead magnets and 
uh, lead capture forms and those types of things. On the contact us page, if you want to ask for a phone number and those types of things, that's perfectly fine because they're actually deciding, I don't want anything from you other than to talk to you about your services. So, so okay, so let's say that we're going with the little leaflet, the 10 checklist item. 10 item checklist thingy so it's not very valuable so you can't ask for much so the most important piece of information we want is email and why because it's a way to contact them and they're most likely to share that information with you you have to be able to contact them so what contact information you can ask for phone number email or address Mm -hmm. and email is going to be the lowest hanging fruit that people will share so in all, is that something that people should be thinking about in all of their marketing? How to capture that contact information? Always, yeah. Even even offline stuff. I mean, you know, you can do it in print. Now, most people don't. Um, I've seen full-page print ads, and it's just kind of a branding piece that shows beautiful work. And then this passive, hey, call us if you want information. But I have seen, and it's been done successfully, You you also increase the ROI on that piece because if you can offer them something again hey visit us online at this custom address for a free guide Mm -hmm. and now you capture more people they might not be ready to build today so that um full page ad is just going to kind of be flipped past but you give them something capture the leads and instead of getting maybe two calls you'll get 200 people download a thing Mm -hmm. okay cool so what do you what does that refer to the the Download the thing, give us a call. Oh, are you talking about the call to action? Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a call to action is, it's it's an action verb. It's it's basically you're asking them to take an action now. So those are your download today, call this number now. Stop by my showroom. Right, right. Come to our home show presentation, things like that. Right, right. It's a request for your audience to take an action now. So let's say you get these 200 people who download this thingy that you're offering them from a newspaper ad or a magazine ad or something or a brochure that you've handed out at the home show. So you get 200 people. So what's the point of growing your email list? Well, so you want to have a database of prospects. There's That actually, for one thing, it increases the value of your company. I mean, if you have a database of, of 500, 1,000, 15,000 prospects, people that could potentially be a client – your company's worth more because you're basically handing the buyer a list of prospective clients in mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So from that perspective, it's just smart business. But also it is a way of capturing the leads that you can work with them in a long-term nurturing campaign. Right. So they may not be ready today, but if you can get them on your newsletter or your email or your blog and they get to be current regular subscribers and readers – then in four or five years, when they do do the kitchen or the or the addition, they already are close and tied in with you, okay. and it's it's an easier lead to close. Okay. So, is there any? You know, I don't know, but have you heard of any specific software that's gotten to be popular in the industry to capture these and to do this nurturing and all that? I mean, it's got to be a. Yeah, you've got a database, but you got to get a software program really to run it, right? There's hundreds. I mean, you'd have to um, – you could Google it. I mean, yeah. you're talking about marketing automation at the end okay. of the day. So at the basic level is something like – um, Constant contact. Con- right, exactly. Okay. Or MailChimp where you're just capturing their information and then you're emailing them. Manually sort of emailing them on a regular basis. Right. 
And then you get into marketing automation platforms, which can create drip campaigns, and it all happens automatically on the back end. You don't, it's like a set it or forget it. It's like okay. Ronco, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and those are things like um, HubSpot, Infusionsoft, um, Marketo are some of the top three. But okay. There's, there's, Tons and tons of them. Okay, so I've sort of dragged you down the rabbit hole of talking about email and building that list. Now, let's go back to the website for a second. Sure. Tell me about the top couple, two, three technical mistakes you see companies making when they're developing their website. Well, the the biggest one that is the most common, especially in um, in this industry, is the 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 carousels or sliders, as they're also commonly known and that's that big big huge picture that's constantly rotating mm-hmm. as soon as you get to the home page and it's then it's a different picture and a lot of times there's a different um little phrase or quote or, 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 quote or, testimonial like, or something we do kitchens and then it switches and we also do basements and then it switches <laughs> and why is that bad everybody and their brother has them you, you basically because well, for one thing, when was the last time you went to a website, put the mouse down, and just started watching to see what would happen? <laughs> right? That's not how the internet is used. Mm-hmm. And for for the newbies out there, first time on the interwebs, mm-hmm. that's that's just not how people use websites. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you get there, I mean, think about it. Next time you go to some other industry's website, how often do you just stare and wait to see what happens next? I yeah. mean, you're already you're searching. You're either scrolling down the page or you're looking at the nav bar, mm-hmm. trying to decide. Okay, where's the thing I'm looking for today? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to sit there and wait. Now, the other problem is that that is a fairly bulky from a tech side. It's a bulky program, so it slows down your website. The load speeds are going to go down. Google doesn't like slower sites. It prefers to serve up people that have faster sites than slower sites. So you're bogging down the site speed for something that people aren't going to experience anyway. Okay. I mean, I've seen some, maybe if there's two or three, okay, I still don't agree with it, but that's fine. But I've seen somewhere there's maybe 18 or 19 oh, slides. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I didn't go to the movies here. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to look for something. So. Yes. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, if you want a lead generating machine, a, a lead magnet website, you got to have the calls to action above the fold. So as soon as you get there, the most important stuff is there. And all you usually see is just that big, gorgeous, beautiful hero shot, which is fine. But again, the most important thing needs to be the first thing they see. So hit them in the face. Say, here's your thing. Here's the biggest benefit to you get the information across right away. Just do a quick explanation of above the fold. Yeah, well, it comes from the old uh, newspaper um, days for those youngins out there. Uh, <laughs> you Newspapers were these pieces of paper folded <laughs> yeah. together that had the news yeah. in it. But um, yeah, so <laughs> the newspaper was folded in half and, you know, the big headline, the big thing was on the front cover mm-hmm. above the fold. Below the fold, you don't see it until you buy the paper. Okay. All right. Another technical thing that you mentioned a lot at the uh, Blue Tape walkthrough was uh, having to do with the photographs and yeah, making them a, searchable. Yeah, technically. Um, so the the biggest mistakes with that is you got to tell Google the story. You know, we tell. I also say we you got to tell stories in your website, and that's a whole another thing. We could, we could do a six hour show here on this, mm-hmm. but um, you also have to tell Google a story. And Google bots can't see photographs; they can't see images. They just see a line of code. So if the line of code doesn't convey the information to Google, it doesn't know what it is, and it skips it. So the 
the file itself has an opportunity to have what's called an alt tag, which is um, basically a description of the image for Google to read. Okay. So, and a lot of platforms, WordPress and other CMSs out there, let you just easily type in the. You don't. You don't have to be technically savvy to do it. It just you upload an image and it asks you what's the alt tag for this, so that you could just type it in easily. It's just a set that's often skipped. Um, Why? Also, and again, so you want Google to be able to read that because so it can index it and it becomes a searchable content on your page so okay. if you have 60 pictures on your page and none of them have alt tags google sees an empty page oh versus 60, 60 descriptions of things right so and they should be pretty good descriptions it should include the like, area beautiful juicy rustic, descriptions a lot right. of adjectives and a real nice description of the i beauty think of so it. but okay. yeah i mean because people are going to search for wonderful beautiful kitchen ideas right mm-hmm. so and so google will index that and if you put the place it's beautiful kitchen remodel in, you know, Wilmington, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So put all that in the alt tag. So people in Wilmington in Pennsylvania that are searching for beautiful kitchen ideas, Google will want to ser- serve that up to them. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Also, just real quick, you, mm-hmm. the file name should be the same thing. So beautiful kitchen in Wilmington dot JPEG. Not okay. image 00129. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a waste. <laughs> right, right, because that doesn't tell the story to Google. Now, you know, one thing I like about you and that you have certainly brought to the table in the in our sister company, RA Marketing, is you've, you've got very specific opinions about certain things, and you disagree with a lot of the web designers that are out there with certain, certain aspects of a lot of common design. So one of those common design flaws in your opinion, which I agree with, too, it makes total sense, are the social media icons right up front and center <laughs> at the top of the page. Yeah. Tell us about your thoughts on that. It, it's just a pet peeve of mine. It's almost like it's just kind of everybody does it, so we got to do it, too. But in the upper right-hand corner on so many sites, you'll just see all the little icons, the Twitter, the hows, the Facebook, and Instagram. And, you know, the whole point of all this is to drive people to your site. And once you get them on your site, engage with your site, stay on your site and convince them throughout their journey through your website that you're the company to be their next remodeler. Right. But you put this little thing up there and God forbid they click it (laughs) and now that's it. They're gone. Have you ever just hit? (laughs) <laughs> Facebook. I mean, it's like as soon as you get there, then you've got 15 messages. There's cat pictures and puppy pictures. And, <laughs> right. And next thing you know, you just 15, 20 minutes later, what was I doing again? I don't I don't remember. It's fine. I'll just get back to that. You know, it's yeah. you just don't send them away. The whole point of all those sites, your Facebook page, your Instagram account are to drive people to your website. Don't send people away. You can have them in the bottom footer. That's where I usually recommend putting it because, again, people are trained on how to use websites. I know your logo is probably going to be on the upper left. I know your contact us is probably going to be on the upper right. I know in the bottom footer at the end of the page, I'm probably going to find all your social media links. Mm-hmm. So people know where to look in general for the mm-hmm. stuff they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So build with that in mind and don't go crazy with this fancy, fancy, unique layouts that people don't know because now – you also have to train them on how to use your website. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. Here's one last question. A number of the websites you were looking at, the companies themselves sold their services to two very disparate groups of people. 
Like, I remember one, they were selling residential remodeling, mm-hmm. like most people here, listeners, do. But they were also selling re- renovations, remodeling, retrofits for commercial business Right. owners commercial right. property owners and it was on the same website and all that what do you what should companies do yeah i just you know everything you're telling a story you're trying to connect with an audience and these are two completely different audiences with completely different needs so i don't know how it's possible to give both audiences b2b and b2c audiences what they're looking for on one single page all you're going to do is alienate both um it, if you have and these are two distinct Distinct operations as well. Running a, a commercial project compared to running a, a a homeowner's remodel are completely different. Anyway, it's almost like different components of your business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, again, have two different websites. Mm-hmm. You know, Acme Remodeling and Acme um, Commercial Design. I don't know, but yeah. just have two different websites. Then you can send your commercial prospects and clients to A. And your your homeowners and remodeling clients to B. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, it's two websites now to manage but you're running two different companies in my opinion mm-hmm. at least from a from a, a clientele perspective so you should you should split that out if all possible mm-hmm. now you are going to be doing your blue tape walkthrough at our upcoming extreme makeover business edition event mm-hmm. that we're holding here in baltimore the end mm-hmm. of January, right? Yep, yep. I, it's it's a pretty popular show, and because it's it's live, right? Um, it's not critiques, scripted. You're it's not scripted, at, so right. it's always different. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually did two sessions at um, at CoCon last week, mm-hmm. and I had the same guy. Actually, two guys stayed for both sessions just because they knew it would be a different show. So right, to speak. right, right, right. <laughs> so, so um, it's a pretty popular session. I do, yeah. So, but in Baltimore at the Extreme Makeover business edition mm-hmm. i'm doing it and also i'm doing it at kbiz in um las vegas in what february yes in february so everybody who attends his session either attends the extreme makeover business edition event or goes to kbiz and goes to mark's uh, presentation will have the opportunity to submit their websites to you for the, your very their very own roast right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun okay cool beans all right now mark i've got one last question for you sure are you ready for the lightning round? Woo! <laughs> oh, you know what? I got all distracted. I forgot we we're even oh, doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You get to be in the hot seat here, buddy. Oh, man. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right. You ready? Okay, let's do it. Let's put 60 seconds yeah, on this the is, clock. Actually, this is freaking me out a little bit. I'm feeling <laughs> I like little... I just like saying this. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. I, you know, I've been wanting to say that myself all this time. So all let's right. go. What's your favorite business book and why? Uh, my favorite business book, there's many, obviously, but um, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion mm-hmm. by Robert Cialdini. Mm-hmm. Um, more so because, well, you, you can apply that to sales as well, but from a, mar- I think it's mandatory reading for anybody that wants to get into marketing. Oh, no kidding. And the funny thing was when you came here and you we were talking about that book, I had the same book on my bookshelf and still do. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. old. But it's a goodie. Yeah. If you weren't the CMO, vice president of Remodelers Advantage and president of RA Marketing, what would you be doing? Um, well, I wouldn't be running a professional fantasy football league, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, what would I be doing? Um, geez, this is weird being over here. I yeah. didn't even think about it ahead of time. Speedy Gonzalez here, 60 seconds, tick, yeah, tick, I'm tick. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut this out because I have no idea what I would be doing if I wasn't doing that. Well, they, they suggested you be a stand-up comedian at Coca, so that could be an option for you. Yeah, so couple. maybe I'd do that. <laughs> All uh, right. 
So what are you not very good at? What's what's the opposite of being sarcastic? <laughs> yeah, really. Let's Whatever see. that is, I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I can't be not sarcastic. Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Um, I'm pretty sure it's not your car. I've been in there. <laughs> Just saying. It'd probably be the room. Okay. You can see my desk right now, too. Well, it's not, it's not as bad as mine. I'll give you that. If you could get rid of any one state, what would it be and why? Uh, I'd get rid of uh, the state of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good one to get rid of. Thank you. Perfect. Have you been told you look like someone famous? And if so, who? Um, <laughs> okay, it's funny. So first of all, a lot of people think my brother and I look very, very similar. Really? Yeah. And so I've been told um, by a couple of people I look like Aaron Rodgers for some reason, which I don't see at all. And I don't even know who that is. Uh, it's a football player. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, thank you for telling me that. The reason I brought up my brother was because he's been told he looks like John Travolta. Oh. And so now the weird thing is... If I look like Rob, and Rob looks like John Travolta, <laughs> and I look like Aaron Rodgers, ergo, Aaron Rodgers looks like John Travolta, <laughs> which, if anybody there knows who Aaron Rodgers is, I'm not seeing that, so God only knows. <laughs> okay, that's uh, funny. All right, well, thank you very much. Now, that was great. Now, before we close for the day... I didn't even think of that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird interviewing here, but I thought it went really well. Um, so before we leave, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience. I, um, okay. How about this? Don't do anything without purpose. Perfect. Now, why is that your five words? What's, how's, why does that resonate with you? Well, you know, again, like I said in the beginning where it comes to websites, but I think this goes across to any component of your business. You shouldn't do anything without it being thought out and having a, a deliberate reason for taking that course of action. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Mark. And this was fun. It um, was weird. I don't know. It, it was weird a little bit, but it was it was such an interesting you know, set You know what's of... the weirdest part about this? Huh? Is now that the, the guest can't go away and then we can talk about the guest behind oh, yeah. their back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, I could leave and you could talk about me, I guess. Mm, but usually we, we I just I could bring our... in one of our other staff members. I'm sure we could find a whole lot of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that was fun. It was, again, it was definitely weird to be on the side of it. But... And, you know, put in the uh, show notes, the info on the Extreme Makeover Business Edition sure, event we that's coming that. up. You know what? Actually, we talked about lead magnets. I, I was giving oh, away, yeah. I, at, the, at the event, I gave away a... Um, a guide on lead magnets. You want me to share that? Yes. Why don't we do that? Yes. And in addition, it's an excellent example of a lead magnet. Yeah. So that's the irony of it. I'm yeah, using right. a lead magnet to generate leads by giving out a lead magnet guide. Yeah, really, so there you go. If you want to download it, if you want to create your own lead magnets, um, it's a cool guide though. It's It's got examples, ideas for lead magnets, and it's got like resources of things you can use on the interwebs to build it. Um, right. Some of them are free, some of them are paid, but just a list of of resources. So, yeah, right. I'll put that in there, too. What the heck? Good. Thank you very much. And thank you all for being here. I think it's a, another great session in the can. Let's. It was a fun one. It was weird being on this side of it. I can't yeah. wait till next week so I can not be doing these five words of wisdom <laughs> and the lightning round again. Now you know what our guests go through. Yeah, yeah. Shall we hand it off to Naomi? Yeah, let's do that. All right, I'm Victoria Downing. And I'm Mark Fer Mark Ferrari. Let's do that again. So I'm Victoria Downing. And I'm Mark Ferrari. <laughs>
what the hell's wrong with me? I'm not Mark Ferrari. If I was Mark Ferrari, I wouldn't be working here. I promise you that. <laughs> I'm Mark Ferrari. There you go. And let's give it off to Naomi. All right. See you next week. Bye. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.